Hulchus Lashon Hara, one of the, just the Chazer over, one of the most powerful, powerful things in life are, is the power of speech. The Koch Hadibor, as it says, Ha'chayim Ba'amaves, Yad Haloshon, which means life and death is in the hands of speech. Because a person can literally, um, a person can, can make someone feel good and destroy someone with their speech. And uh, Dibur is as the Targum in um, Targum Unklus, Vayhi Adam Lenefesh Chaya. The Targum says, Adam Ruach Memalala, which means what makes a person a person is his speech. Right? Sometimes you meet somebody and uh, you judge them a certain way, but then you hear them talk and then you judge them differently. Could, could be for the bad, could be, could be for the good. I mean, you see what comes out of a person's mouth. That's really what, what, uh, what brings out who a person is. Right? A person who, who only speaks good things. Now, of course, there's the element of Lashon Hara where... It's in our minds, in a person's mind, how we judge, the way a person judges somebody, to be down the kafschus, and that your speech, all Lashon Hara really comes from your judgment. If a person would work on his judging, the kafschus, and seeing the good, so then you, you wouldn't even speak bad because you wouldn't see anything bad to say anything bad. You would only see the good, and you would speak good things. Not so much um, not speaking Lashon Hara, of course. That's why we're learning the Hilchus Lashon Hara. But it's also important to learn how to speak good things. How to say good things. How to say good morning. How to say good afternoon. How to wish somebody uh, to say good things. To talk. Diburim. As we spoke about the other day, that Pesach is Melashon Pesach. Is that Geula comes from Good words. When a person speaks, Hakol Kol Yaakov, Esav, is that the power of a Jew is with his speech, is his speech, and the destruction, unfortunately, of of the Jewish people as well is through their speech, is Lashon Hara Sinas Chinam. When a person talks, good talk. He says, Amen Rabba. It says you could rip up seventy years, which is really in relation to a person's lifetime of, of evil decrees. Just by saying, Yehei Shmei Rabbah. When a person learns Torah, he says Torah. When a person says Tehillim, a person says Tehillim. When a person uses good words, you can really trans, you could, you could transform and help people. You can be mechazic to strengthen people in your speech. And so too, unfortunately, when a person speaks negatively, Right, that that also could destroy, could destroy. You don't. You want your your supper table, you want your uh, dining room table. When you get married, you don't want your dining room table to be a, a a place where you speak about other people. Number one, and and if you're speaking about other people, you don't want it to be a place where you're speaking negatively about other people. You want your dining room table. You want your home. Uh, if a person is in a home, people ask. This to me all the time. So what do I do if I go to a meal and they speak Lashon Hara? So don't go to that meal. Don't go to a place 
where you think they're going to speak Lashon Hara. And, and as far as you're concerned, you want to make sure to establish that your home, right, we can't take responsibility for anybody else, but, to, but, but for yourself, to say, I'm going to make sure when I get married, I'm going to make sure that, that my wife and I don't speak Lashon Hara. How do you make sure you don't speak Lashon Hara? So the Chavetz Chaim says there's one very simple way. That is to learn Hokus Lashon Hara. To learn it. There's no way to say, okay, I'm never going to speak Lashon Hara. But you go ahead and you learn the Hilchus Lashon Hara, you start becoming more sensitive to what is Lashon Hara and what's not Lashon Hara. Otherwise, a person doesn't know. A person has no idea what Lashon Hara is. So with that in mind, let's learn a halacha, and then we'll talk a little bit about, about the parsha. I just want to focus on one thing um, in this week's parsha, which is very powerful. Um, but let's begin with, with the halacha, which is very, very heavy halacha. Let's just read it, and then we could discuss it. So he said day 62, page 164. Chavaz Chaim brings another example. You tell the owner of a bungalow colony to reserve a bungalow for you. Okay, you go over and you say, I want to rent out a bungalow. The next day, when you arrive with your deposit, he tells you, I'm sorry, but someone by the name of, here he says, Mr. Brander, pressured me, and I was forced to give him that bungalow. The owner is not allowed to do that. Why? Because what are you, who are you going to be upset? You're going to now be upset at Mr. Brander. Because here I wanted to rent the bungalow. And this guy... Is he not allowed to say or is he not allowed to do that? Oh, good. That's a good question. But he, he's definitely not allowed to say it. Right? It was also for the owner to reveal why, why, reveal the name of the person who pressured him. Because inevitably, you will bear a grudge against Mr. Brander. So Rami's asking a good question. What's the halacha with that? Okay, it could be if he didn't close the deal, it might be not a nice thing to do. But if he got a higher price, or the guy, he wanted to take him over, right, that, that it could be his choice. But that's a good, that's a sensitivity, like you're saying. Correct, correct. The Chavetz Chaim adds that in many cases, the owner's account is merely a cover-up. Oh, what actually happened, Mr. Brander came and offered, oh, this is what I was saying, offered a higher price. So the owner didn't even mention that, he, that you had reserved it. And like Rabbi Lazarus was saying, it's definitely not a nice thing to do. The Gemara says that uh, you're going to have to pay for it, whatever it is. But you can't, you can't blame the guy. The guy offered double the amount of money. So he says, okay, and this guy just looked at it or he was going to do it. So you're right. That, that you need a, a landlord who's very, very sensitive. But, but to say that this guy outbid you is definitely going to be a problem. Why, why is it a problem if, if he's giving an opportunity for the person to come in? Yeah, okay, good. Correct, correct. You're already getting into that. that that's, that's, that's a Shiloh, correct. No, no, good. That's a Shiloh of Chosh and Mishpat, how that works. Right, exactly. Did you? Yeah, exactly. Whatever it is, it's more of a, it's more of a, the letter, the the letter of the law, versus the spirit of the law. The letter of the law, like Rabbi Lazarus saying, it could be that it's a hundred percent mutter. Whether it's a nice thing to do or not, okay, that's already, that's our, huh? Right, correct. Yeah, the Gemara says. Yeah. Now, someone came, he says like this, now, even if the owner would admit that he was at fault and would say, I'm sorry, I am to blame, someone came and offered me a better price, still don't reveal Mr. Brander, because subconsciously, you will still bear 
ill feelings against him. Okay? One more case. This is very heavy to hear. This is the halakha. What to say when asked who did it? What is the halakha in the following case? You guys won't believe this halakha. You guys ready for this? A person is disturbed about an action that was done against him. If he comes before a crowd and asks who did it, you are not allowed to tell him. Even if you feel that he is accusing you of doing it. So as a principal, as a principal allowed to ask who did it? No. 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 Correct. Let's say, okay. No, correct. You wish you knew that, right? You wish you could tell the principal. It's Lashonara. Right? It's Lashonara. It's true. It would be Lashonara. The owner of a bungalow colony, right? Either you get, if you don't tell me, we'll kick you out. So you're supposed to get kicked out. Believe it or not. Yeah. The owner of a bungalow colony, Mr. Eisen asks, who abused the washing machine? You may not tell him who did it. However, you may say, I did not do it. The Chavetz Chaim adds, although you are not obligated to take the blame, it is considered praiseworthy to accept the blame upon yourself. This is commendable, especially if the person investigating is more likely to forgive you as opposed to anyone else. Okay? However, what is the halacha at the time that the person investigated? There are only two people present, you and someone else. Mr. Eisen knows that only you and your friend use the washing machine. And he asks, who abused the washing machine today? By saying, I did not do it, he'll know automatically that your friend is to blame. So you're not allowed to ask the question. So the halacha is as follows. If the offense that was done was severe, then you are not obligated to take the blame. Thus you may say, I didn't do it. However, if the offense was mild, then you should take the blame. Thus you may not say, I did not do it. Unbelievable. Yeah, very interesting. Are you allowed to ask the other guy for money? For, for if he has to pay for anything, there's a monetary situation I mean, tell the, tell the guy, I took it for you. Yeah, right. Maybe you could ask. I mean, what's the halacha? Does he have to pay? I don't know. I don't know. Unbelievable. That's, that shows how powerful Lashonara goes. That you, it could be that you even have to take, take it upon yourself, even if you did not do the thing in order not to say something negative about your friend. Okay. Hashem will help each and every one of us. We should be zocha, not to speak any Lashonara, not to hear any Lashonara. Us and all the Jewish people. Um, okay. I want to just share with everybody in this week's parsha the talk about Shabbos. In this week's parsha, the, the, it says in, in Perak Lamed Aleph, Pasuk, Pasuk um, Yud Beis, by Yomer HaShem Moshe Lemar, so I want to talk about two, two aspects of Shabbos. Number one is Ladas, that Shabbos is the time of, of Das. Shabbos is when a person gets Das. When a person, and we'll explain in a second, what that das is. And the second thing is Bainu Bain Israel. And then we know the 
the, the Pasuk that we always say, Yishamru B'nei Yisrael Sashabbos, Lasa Yishabbos Arasam B'ri Yisraelam, Be'inu B'nei Yisrael Oisi Li'olam, Ki Sheishas Yom Masa Hashem Yisraelam Yisraelam, Ve'yom Hashishav Yisraelam Yisraelam, we'll try and tie it in together. So number one, Shabbos represents Das, which we're going to explain in a second what that means. And number two, what does that mean? Ki Sheishas Yomim Asa Hashem Yisraelam Yisraelam, What's kisheshes yamim? What does that mean? Kisheshes yamim. Hashem made the world in six days. So the Arachaim Hakadosh explains like this, and he says that it should say kibisheshes yamim. That Hashem created the world in six days. Why is why does the pasuk say Hashem created the world for six days? Hashem didn't create the world for six days. Kisheshes Yamim sounds like Hashem created the world for six days. Kisheshes Yamim, He created it for six days. Not Bisheshes Yamim. It took Hashem six days to create the world. So the Arachayim HaKadr says like this. He says a tremendous Chiddush. I've said this many times. But it's important to, to remember this and to chazer it over because it explains the power of Shabbos. The power of Shabbos is Das which we're going to talk about, which I'll explain after I say the Arachayim HaKadosh. Kisheshes Yom Asa Hashem HaShemayim HaSaretz, the Arachayim HaKadosh explains, means that Hashem technically only makes the existence of the world for six days. Where do the six days get its power from? From Shabbos. From the Das. From Das. Das Kanisa Machasarta. Das chasarta ma kanisa. What does that mean? If you have das, you have everything. If you're missing das, dalid ayin tough, you don't have anything. What is das? Das simply, simply, we're going to explain it, means that you recognize that everything is from Hashem. That's what das is. Das is living in the world that everything is from Hashem. Shabbos. What does Shabbos teach us? Shabbos teaches us that what? My whole existence of Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday only has power. Why? Because of Shabbos. The only reason I, the world exists is because because Hashem gave us the existence to exist. Hashem gave us the opportunity to exist. And the second, if Hashem would pull away his, his um, uh, hashkacha, his chiyas, his power from us, any second, everything would disappear. When does that reestablish itself? On Shabbos. On Shabbos, when we get up Friday night and we say, and we go ahead and we testify that Hashem created the world, what are we testifying? We're testifying that I am a creature. I was created by Hashem. Hashem created me. And I have a purpose of living in this world. And there's a purpose that I have. I'm not just an animal. I'm not just, even though animals also have a purpose. But that I am a nivra and there is a bore. And when a person testifies and a person recognizes that that is what it is, that gives power to Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's the Shaki Sheshes Yamim. Sheshes Yamim means 
that Hashem only gives the week based on Shabbos. That's why it's very important for a person to connect very much to Shabbos. Because Shabbos, in Shabbos, lives the entire week. If you have, many times I say, it's not about working harder, it's about working smarter. If you have 24 hours that you could be mashkia, that you can invest into of your week, the 24 hours that you want to invest in your week is Shabbos. This I've said many times also. People always want to say, what should I work on? Should I work on my learning? Should I work on my davening? Should I work on my whatever it is? I always say, you want to work on something? Work on Shabbos. I don't mean work on Shabbos. Meaning uh, work on connecting more to Shabbos. Work on understanding Shabbos. Yes. Um, I know that you've said before that when someone says that they have a problem with Shabbos, you say that they don't have a problem with Shabbos, they have a problem with never themselves and whichever. Uh, so when you say to work on Shabbos... Great. What does that mean? Yeah. Great. Great. Perfect. Yosef, it's almost like Yosef... Uh, like we rehearsed before the year. Perfect. So what would... It, so let me... I'll, I'll put it right back on you. If a person has anxiety... Right, and he works, wants to work on anxiety. Which, what would you, what would I say? Probably, what he should do. What would be the first thing to do? What was his question? One of the first things. Stop like thinking about his future. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. But uh, okay. That that's a. Yeah. You. What would I say? Maybe to speak to people. Okay. Good. Good answer. Two. I have two answers. Speak to people who have had anxiety and they've worked through their anxiety. The second thing I would usually say, I think, oh, go into the anxiety. Is what? Is I would say maybe how many books did you read on anxiety? What do you know about anxiety? You probably don't even know how to spell anxiety. Why don't you first figure out how to spell anxiety? Look up the Webster definition of anxiety, and how about this? Take out a book or two on anxiety, meaning learn about it. The same thing with happiness. Oh, I want to be happy. How do you learn how to be happy? So like Yehuda said. Why don't you speak to someone who you know is happy? What are your tricks of being happy? Well, okay, X, Y, and Z. And most probably he'll say, well, I have a great book to recommend you on happiness. Right? Okay, so did I answer your question? So Shabbos is the same thing. A person wants to work on Shabbos. So I would suggest to do probably one of two things, one that you would have mentioned, one that I'm mentioning. Number one, speak to someone who loves Shabbos and is connected to Shabbos and say, what's up with that? What's the deal with that? Number two, how do you spell Shabbos? What is Shabbos? Do you know anything about Shabbos? What does Shabbos have to do with anything? And I guarantee you, when you start learning about something, you start connecting to it. You start understanding it. And it doesn't just become something that, okay, whatever. Good? Yeah, Morty? You agree? Yeah. Okay. I think you have to get to know yourself also. <laughs> Morty, that's awesome. What do you mean? Because if you're chocolate, I think they, I don't remember what he said. When he asked, he was Beautiful, 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 beautiful. 
I like that. Shabbat morning. I love it. I love it. Morty, I love it. It's true. Also, Morty, part of that is what, what do I not like about Shabbos? What is Shabbos that I don't like it or I, or I do like it? Like, what it? like here, let's go around. What is Shabbos to you, Rami? What's Shabbos? Go. Shabbos. Let's go. Say, what does Shabbos mean to you? What does Shabbos mean to you? Rest. Rest. A day to just chill. Day to chill. More in touch with yourself. More in touch with yourself. Yeah, go. What is Shabbos? Sadani. Better food. Better food. What? Day to connect to, to yourself, to Hashem. Shabbos. What? To your family. Shabbos. So, so what is it? So Morty, the point is, is that we don't even know what Shabbos, like why did Hashem make Shabbos? Why did he make Shabbos? For what? Yes. He made it so we could have good food. He made it so we can relax. He made it so we can connect to him and to ourselves. Every, everything that everybody said is true. He made it so we can spend time with our family. But why did he do all of that? So the more a person learns about Shabbos, and he learns what Shabbos is, that's why nowadays I don't believe anybody... It's not like it used to be back in the day when you had, you know, uh, the maskilim, or you had people, you know, who were these intellectual people, where they were like, oh, I'm not keeping Shabbos. Nowadays, people don't not keep Shabbos from an intellectual, spiritual, whatever, uh, you know, point of view. They don't keep Shabbos because they don't know. I always tell my kids whenever we're in a place where unfortunately sometimes it looks like people are not keeping Shabbos. And I always say, I always say I feel bad for people who don't keep Shabbos. I mamish feel bad for people who don't keep Shabbos. Because it means they're going to the beach. You can go to the beach on Tuesday. It means they're on their phones. Why would you want to be on your phone another day? If I could have a day that I'm not allowed to be on my phone, and I have a day that I'm able, to, that, I'm, that I'm sort of forced to be with my family, to have family time with no distractions. Well, like, you mentioned the beach, but why is the beach like so like, can't hang out at the beach? No, I'm saying because I can go to the beach on Tuesday also. But if it's like... No, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying, it's not, I agree with you. I'm saying, well, if I'm going to the mall, if I'm driving in my car, I want to do something different on Shabbos. Shabbos, part of Kedusha's Shabbos, the Kedusha of Shabbos. You know what Kedusha means? People translate the word Kedusha as holiness. That's not really the translation of Kedusha. Kedusha means to separate. Kedusha means that it's different. You're separating. Kedushan. You're separating this woman to to be to belong to you. You're separating her. What if so each is the? No, no. All I'm saying, I'm just. I'm, I agree with you. I'm just saying. My point is, is that anything I could do during the week, then that doesn't make it separate. If I wear the same clothes that I wear on Shabbos that I wear on Monday or Tuesday, then it doesn't make it special. If I do the same, one of the reasons that I decided to wear a, a bekisha. Um, on Shabbos is only because I, one, of, one of the reasons I, there are a few reasons that I decided one of the reasons is because I dress like this during, during the week so what am I going to do just throw in a different tie and a different suit I'll look the same I want to separate right? the grah the Vilna Gon says even your socks and underwear and your belt and everything is supposed to be different on Shabbos why? because you want to separate it you want to separate it 
from every other day. It's yeah. not just better. It's, it's, not, it's not else better. It's also better, but it's, it's separate. Special. Exactly. Special. Yes, Yehuda. Yeah. Um, with like, you know, I want to do what, you know, Hashem wants me to do and I want to be a good person. Right. And there's, there's ways that I can strengthen Shabbos. Right. And sometimes there's almost this feeling of like, I see it, I hear it, I get it, but like, yeah, like I'm just, like I just don't care or, or certain like lack of drive. Right, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's the same. Yeah, I think it's the same. I think it's the same answer. It's learning more about it, learning, learning how special it is, learning how you know. Usually, it comes just because we don't, because we don't know. We just don't know. So it's like, eh, whatever. A person doesn't realize, right? Take a Jew who doesn't uh, uh, celebrate and doesn't tap into Yom Kippur. It's like, what do you mean, Yom Kippur? Why? Why is that? So why? Why would we be like, no, no, no? Okay, but Yom Kippur is different. Why? Because we know how powerful Yom Kippur is. When a person knows how powerful and how something is, so then he's less ap- apathetic about it. So it really comes just from a lack of, of knowledge, a lack of understanding how important it is, right? a lack of understanding what my role in it is, what do I have to do with it, how it affects me, how it affects my family, how it affects my future, how it affects... The whatever it might be, it just comes from a lack of, of knowledge, in my opinion, of just not knowing how important it is. It's like Judaism in general. People could be like, okay, so I'm not learning. What's the big deal if I don't learn? What's the big deal if I don't this? They don't realize how important it is for a Jew to learn Torah. They don't realize how important it is for a Jew to daven. They don't realize how important it is to be, to be right? Imagine a person, Yehuda, imagine a person saying, you know, when it comes to you know, a relationship with their kid. You would say, oh, what's the big deal if I have a good relationship with my kid? I don't have to have a good relationship with my kid. I'll neglect my kid. What's the big deal? What would you say to that? Whoa! Yeah. You'd be like, I can't even hear that. What? For like a minute to just like, whoa, right. Someone would say, I'm okay not having a good relationship with my, with my wife. I'm okay with not having a good relationship with my kids. I'm okay with having a dysfunctional family, and blah, 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 blah. You'd be like, okay, I don't even know where to begin. So it's the same thing when it comes to um, concepts, us as Jews, to understand what does it mean to be a Jew? So what's the big deal if I speak Lashon Hara? What's the big deal if I speak Lashon Hara? What am I doing? What's the big deal if I don't keep Shabbos? What's the big deal if I don't learn Torah? What's the big deal if I don't put on tefillin? What's the big deal? That's just because we don't realize how, how, how much of a part of our, of who we are, is part of that. It's just a lack of knowledge, a lack of, it's part of the gullus. And it's like, okay, big deal. So I'll get divorced. I've heard people say that, so I'll get divorced. What's the big deal? What's happening? Okay, I'll get divorced, so let's get divorced. Oh, what are you doing there? Okay, so I won't be so nice to my kids. So I'll speak Lashonara, okay. Ramification and the and the repercussions are very 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 powerful. Just we don't realize. Okay, it's a big deal if I don't keep Shabbos. 
The big deal if I don't do kosher? Is the big deal if I don't do that? I feel like that can easily come from like a burnt out like feel. Yeah. Like when you're saying inside, yeah, it's probably burnt out. Yeah, it's also, it comes from also a lack of, yeah, Rabbi Widow, what did you want to say? No, Hushal, Hushal, Kilo. No, 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 more like, like, if a person's not, he's apathetic. You're like, uh, yeah, it's not so much the Harga show because I said, imagine somebody says, I don't want to have a good relation with my kid. Say, Mo, right. I would be. Right. Because I'm connecting to Hashem anyway. Right. Beautiful. But, but, but that's part of it. Because the person says, oh, so what do I need to, what do I need to relationship with Hashem? So a person doesn't realize. He doesn't realize how important things are. Right. Right. Then he'll feel it more. Correct. Well, well, well. Part of it also, yes, Rabbi Widow. Part of it also, people want to feel. You could also drink some vodka. You'll feel. Right. It's much, it's much easier. It's easier to drink vodka or to smoke something or to take something, and then you start feeling oh. It's been uh, connected to Shabbos, which is brought down, by the way. It's brought down. It's machlekes, right? It's brought down. Uh, right? They say, Le'isivaru eish. Le'isivaru eish b'chol I think the Majid once said, means don't, don't, don't uh, use the eish. Don't use the eish zara, you know, to, to burn, to connect to Shabbos. Le'isivaru eish. Okay, interesting. Okay. I have like two questions. Yeah. First, if you have like family members that you not know, let's say your parents don't keep Shabbos and right. come home to that environment. Right. And it's like which would and and my other question is how how does Rebbe ever have Shabbos in there? He just just feels like he doesn't want to connect to Shabbos or like he's not down for Shabbos. Right. Okay, so the first thing is I'll answer the first one. Um, you got to be in an environment that's a Shabbos environment. It's very hard to connect to Shabbos if you're not in a in a Shabbos environment. If people are on their phones, people are smoking, vaping, people are driving, so you don't feel one of the one of the beautiful things about living here, living in the Moshav, Kiryat Sefer, is that you feel the Shabbos. When Shabbos comes in, you feel it. If you're in a room or you're with guys. But you don't feel it, so it takes away from the beauty of connecting to Shabbos. So it's important to stay away from people who are not keeping Shabbos. That's number one. Including family. Including family, yes, absolutely. Number two, um, personally, I love Shabbos. I don't, I've never, never, had like a I've week never struggled. Like I'll Shabbos. take Shabbos all week. I'll take three Shabbos and I'll take three. Why would I, why would I not want it? I get to spend time. For a guy with that. that has that, that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, no, correct, correct. I, that's why I say I don't. I don't think. I don't know if I'm getting so much schar from the Shabbos because I love Shabbos. I'm always love Shabbos. I get to spend time with my family. I get to not be on my phone. 
get to connect extra to Hashem. All the mitzvahs you do on Shabbos are worth like hundreds and hundreds of more than they're worth during the week. It says one hour of learning on Shabbos is, is the value the Ben Chai says. One hour of learning on Shabbos is worth a thousand hours during, during the week. Shabbos is only good. And if I want to go to the beach, I can go to the beach on Monday. If I want to go on my phone, I'll go on my, on my phone on Monday. Why, why would I want to, if I want to go shopping, I'll go shopping during the week. Why would I want to ruin my Shabbos with that? I like that, you know, that's how I look at it. Yeah. So what's a good book that, you know, that you'd recommend? Shim Shim Pinkus. Shim Shim Pinkus has a great book. Um, uh, on Shabbos. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The truth is, I do want to, Amir Tashem, Blee Nether, I do want to, I know, I want to learn, there are two things, I'll mention all three of them. We've got to learn Derech Hashem, we've got to learn Tanya, um, and, and I also want to learn uh, Shabbos. We should really learn, we have to learn Shabbos during the week. <coughs> okay guys, we'll end off with this. We should be Zoha to connect to Shabbos. We should be Zoha to, because if you have a great Shabbos, you'll have a great week, guaranteed. That's the way it goes. Shkoch, everybody.